allegedly broke up my marriage. You're an awful person. You're 24 years old. Why would I listen to you? Why would you be giving therapy and advice to people who clearly need it? It doesn't make any sense, Ari. This is a horrible idea. You're listening to you listening to unlicensed, 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 unlicensed therapy with Ari Manis. No, I remember that, and then uh, Red Man got on you for like, if you want to, you want to hook up with a woman, don't. Yeah, that was the story. Me. Yeah, so what happened was I did the joke. The joke didn't hit. The joke bombed on uh-huh. Kill Tony. I said. A girl called me over to hang out at 11 p.m. I said, I'll go over there and hang out for a little bit. Right, uh-huh. 11 p.m.? Turns out she just wanted to hang out for a little bit. Yeah. So the joke bombed. And then they started, because they knew me, or maybe they do this to everyone, they just started asking me about the inspiration of the joke. And they're like, is that a true story? I said, yeah. They're like, well, what happened? And I'm like, oh, went over. I brought over weed. We smoked it. And they're like, oh, that's the problem. You don't bring over weed on a first date. You bring over alcohol. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's why you just hung out. And then they said, well, what'd you do? Did you see her again? I'm like, yeah, I took her rock climbing. They're like, rock climbing on the first date. So, yeah, that's... I remember this. So, the interaction got fun. Like, my joke bombed, but then I think the interaction as a whole was fine. It's like that sketchy shot with Whitney Rice and... Was Brad in that one? Brad was the waiter. Yeah. So, he went over while Whitney was watching. (laughs) I I did a sketch... If you're watching this, you could go look it up. It's called... This is probably six or seven years ago. Yeah, it was right when I moved to LA. It still holds up, though. I like yeah, it. Yeah. It was called... Shit, I don't remember. But the premise <laughs> of the sketch was I met a girl at a bar, and I said to her, she goes, you're a comedian, right? And I said, yeah. And she goes... I'm going to uh, perform for you. Yeah, she goes, you should perform for me. I was like, well, why don't you come back to my my place? And I'll perform for you all night. And she's like, okay. And then I take her back to my apartment. And I had like a whole stand-up set yeah. prepared. And I had curtains and a stage. And I, in my apartment, she's sitting there thinking I'm going to have sex with her. And I, yeah. And then while I'm performing, I have a waiter come out. And, ma'am, can I get you uh, anything to drink or eat? And she goes, no. Uh, and he goes, well, there's a two-drink minimum. It's so weird. I love it. <laughs> Do you watch your old sketches? And you're not, are you, uh, every and, once in a while. I haven't watched that one in a long time. Are you embarrassed by any of them? Oh, yeah. There's some that are garbage. That <laughs> one, I like that one still. But yeah. that, there's some that I... I've gone back and deleted things that were five years old. Oh, yeah. Or unlisted them, at least. Yeah. Made it so people can't find them. Do you have a... I probably should do that again. Yeah. It's, it's good to clean out every five years. Yeah. Do you have a, a bit from your first year of comedy that you still do? My first year of comedy. Because you said, you know, it's one of your first jokes that you're, like, proud of. I don't do that joke anymore. Yeah, but... Um, I'm trying to think what's the oldest joke I still tell. I do... I have jokes I've been doing for four-plus years. Yeah, me too. In my That when I do long sets that I still do. Yeah. And I need to get rid of them, but whatever. Easier said than done. But from my first year of comedy, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, what about you? Do you have one from your first year? Farmer's Daughter, right? That was from the first year. If I'm doing a really long set, I have a, I have one of my very first jokes I do. If I'm headlining, like doing, if I have to do 45 to an hour, then yeah, I'll do jokes from first year, I think. Yeah. One, at least one. Because, yeah. Featuring, like, I don't need to. Right, yeah. right. Right. Yeah. But... but 
lucky for me, I've headlined uh, maybe three shows total in my life, three or four. How'd they go? Actually, every time I've headlined, the three times mm-hmm. I did it, it went well. Because I, you know, I, I think about that whenever I have to do longer time. I think I get so nervous about it that I over prepared and did better than I thought. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, we've been doing comedy a long time. We should be able to. The only reason we can't do it is because we don't do it all the time. Yeah. If someone was like, hey, you're a headliner now, after a few months, I'd be like, yeah, I'm good to go. I know. That's why I'm booking these Midwest runs is so I can do more time. How much time do you do on the runs? At least, at least 30. I got to do a, a couple of hours. And, bef- and before going in, I'm like, you know, I don't, do I have an hour? Realized, yeah, I have an hour. We- yeah, not, that's what else was crazy. I was thinking to myself before I did it, I'm like, I don't know if I have this much time off to do crowd work. I did the time, not only that, I got off the stage and I go, oh, I forgot to do those two jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I had extra. And how many unfunny people do we know that claim to do an hour? So I'm like, oh, I-, God. I can do an hour. My real dream is just to not become that, that person. I know. Yeah. I remember doing open mics and people be like, yeah, I just did 15 minutes in Ontario. I'm like, dude, you don't got three. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, we, I see you. I see you. I see you all the time. Yeah. yeah why are you, we're why, are you wa- why are you wasting these people's time? Yeah. Well, do you know the premise of this show? Um, I get therapy, right? Yeah, I help you with all your problems. Okay. And I know you have a lot. Yeah, yeah, what are they? Tell me what you think my problems are, and then I'll tell you my problems. Okay, my prob- your problems mm-hmm. that I think you have. Uh-huh. Well, I, I don't want to be and mean. Be, be completely honest. Dude, I yeah, can tell you. I don't want to be mean. No, be mean. Um, okay, it's off and on. This uh-huh. isn't an all, a constant problem. Uh-huh. But I've witnessed a little bit of substance abuse. Oh, really? In your life? Yeah, what, what, some like, drug and alcohol. Which ones? Issues. Marijuana and alcohol. <laughs> Is this an intervention? No, it's not an intervention. You might even have it un- under control now. Yeah. I'm not around you as much as I used to be to uh-huh. see it all the time. Uh-huh. But there was definitely like patterns where every time I saw you, you were wasted. Really? Yeah. When was this? Just at the comedy store while you were working. Really? Yeah. Cause I don't really. Oh, we're not allowed to say that. You weren't. You no, weren't you working. You were me. off. You were off that night. Actually, <laughs> I don't know why I said that. You're. Uh, you weren't working, but at the comedy store. I mean, god dang, Ari. Um. Okay. What else? Uh. What else? Uh. Hmm. <laughs> Laziness. Oh, really? What? Yeah. Like you work out hard. You yeah. write hard, but you have so many skills. Like you could do anything you want. You could be putting out short films and things. And now Thanks, you're buddy. just finally starting to, you're doing your Yelp videos. Thanks buddy. But like this is, uh, so, so this is something I don't even need to help you with. A lot mm-hmm. of them, you're help, you finally kicked in the gear. Yeah. Uh, so maybe I don't need to help with anything I mean, hey, you've hey, already I, fixed, but these are things that I noticed. And just maybe this last year you've kind of stepped it up. Dude, you know, I've gotten the substance abuse under control, mm-hmm. um, without any meetings. Without any oh yeah the, i mean meetings from the research <laughs> i've done this is going to be controversial to people because meeting people who do meetings are all about them and good for them i'm not saying meetings are bad and people shouldn't do them for the people it works for that's wonderful keep going to meetings but the research i've done is meetings work for about 15 percent of people so, yeah i eight, agree yeah but those 15 percent love like, it and yeah, good for them yeah but 85 exactly. of people go to meetings and they go this isn't going to work for me this doesn't do it for me and the people in the meetings will be like well that's because they didn't take it seriously and they didn't do it okay fine or maybe it just doesn't work for everyone 
there's other things. There's other ways to get sober. There's medication that's pretty effective. There's willpower and self-control. There's supplementing instead of drinking, doing something else. Yeah. Yeah. What you? What found? What worked for you? What got you sober? Not sober, but what got you under control? I mean, I don't really drink. You were at one point, I would call you an alcoholic. Really? Yeah. At one point, knowing you. If someone's like Lucas Hurl, I'd be like, oh, yeah, nice guy, alcoholic. <laughs> oh, that's great. What do you think kicked you into gear? Um, you know, when I quit my day job, that helped a lot. Because for eight years, when I started here in L.A., like I hit the ground running. I was doing internships and mm-hmm. then trying to be a comedian just trying to like do everything and i worked two jobs as a door guy at the store and then i worked as a video game producer Mm -hmm. and that was just burning both ends it was a little too much it was way too much i remember being at the store and this was like this was years ago this is probably six seven years ago and just like wanting to escape so once you got out and you were working less, working an appropriate amount, yeah, I was you're able like, to, I don't need to drink anymore. Right. And I was able to focus on stand-up and all it's the other funny. things. So that actually worked out for you. I hear a lot of people will say to me, I got to quit my job so I could focus on comedy. And then yeah. they quit. And I'm like, that wasn't the problem. Oh, I know. Yeah, that's most. I, I know. No, I did the day job long enough that I knew that when I finally quit it, that like stand-up would be 100% my focus. Because I know so many of those people, too, who, who blame their day job for why they're not more successful. Yeah. I didn't want to be that guy. Right. And you kept those Yelp reviews going, by the way, too. Wait, what do you yeah. mean? Well, I did Chelsea and Steven's wedding, which you know we were at for the whole weekend. Yeah. Me, you, and Abby. And you were kind of like, you know. Oh, that was that, that, that might have been my favorite one. The first one might have been my favorite. I know. I, yeah. I got to release it, it again. I just don't know when. Their anniversary is coming release up it right in August. Now. Yeah, release it then. Yeah, perfect. Release yeah. it on their anniversary. Yeah, and then my birthday, and then your but your birthday that one I'm biased towards. I liked it a lot, but that's because it was my birthday. But I get I get a lot of compliments on it, and then uh, I wasn't going to keep doing them. And you're like, you were so outraged that Chelsea asked me to take it the first their, just, their wedding. Yeah, one day. I mean, you were so outraged by it that you're like, will you do my birthday? And I couldn't say no. Yeah, I mean it is outrageous. Let's let's talk about that. Yeah, you're you, a comedian. What's you did? A, if you don't know, Lucas Hurlitt makes these funny reviews where he goes to events and he just films himself at the event and he films the event and he makes jokes about it and makes fun of the event essentially and reviews it and will <laughs> will most of the time say you know this event sucks and here's why right. stuff like that. So we go to our friend Stephen Randolph and Chelsea Skidmore's wedding. It's a great wedding. Everyone had a great time, including us. Yeah. I had an amazing time. But it's at this weird venue. Like It's called a Madonna Inn in San Luis Obispo. If yeah, you haven't been there, it's like there's each room is decorated different. Ours was like a cave with rock on the walls. We go to the reception. And it's in this old conference, like kind of rundown building. But it's fine. It's nice. No one's complaining. Again, it's like that's the look they're going for. They have... Grilled cheese sandwiches and peanut butter and jelly. Kind of triangles. French no fries. Crust. Yeah. Uh, they have corn dog wrap things. They have kind of, what do you want to call it? Basic foods. 
Basic foods for kindergartners. Which I actually love because I love those foods. I'm kind of a picky eater. I'd rather eat a grilled cheese sandwich anyway, any day, than some fancy piece of fish or something else that they would have. So I was stoked on it. Lucas made a review making fun of it. Chelsea got so offended, she asked him to take it down. She got mad and said, please take down that review. It's, It's not nice. In her defense, though, since then, she's like, She's giving me permission. She gave me permission. Yeah, on the only because we probably ripped on her so much for making you take it down. Hey, regardless, and yeah. she said that you know the problem was is that the things I was, you know, shitting on were the things that they argued about. It's like the grilled cheese, the peanut butter. She's like, all, all these were fights that Stephen and I had. <laughs> she said, she said the problem was is that you pointed it out. It really, it was a great wedding. And had I known, because it, it, the video was meant to be a present for them. Like, exactly. Hey, yeah. yeah. You'll always remember this. No no one's making you a video. No you know, one's making the video. Yeah. yeah. And it was funny. Everyone loved it. It got like 300 likes or something. It on was Facebook. crazy. I yeah. put it out for a day and I didn't expect it to, to do that well. And then I get called from St- Stephen in Italy. <laughs> Saying, on their honey while they're on their honeymoon. Yeah, he's like, we're literally in the middle of a river on a on a canoe, and we're talking about you. <laughs> like, good. And and also, like, so to give it more background, Lucas Hurl is a nice person. I don't think there's a single person out there that I've ever met that goes, Lucas, he's a dick. Like, no one would do that. So they know there's no malicious intent from this video, which is another reason why they should be okay with it. They know you would never do anything to be mean. Right. They are okay with it now, both of them. They claim to be. Yeah, they both want me to release it. So they say. So I'm not going to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because they're embarrassed that they had you take it down. That's why they want you to release it. You think? I think so. You think? Had I known, though, that it would have... If their gut instinct was take it down, that's still how they feel. Yeah. They just... uh, Me, enough people are like, I can't believe you made Lucas take that down. I thought you were a comedian. Enough people did that to the where they're like, yeah, uh, yeah, you could put it back up. But you of all my friends, Ari, was the most outraged by it. You're like, even I remember like a week or two later, like, I can't believe they made you take that down. Yeah. And they're like, I can't believe you took it down. You said that to me. And, you know, if I'd known that it would have done well, there's so much more about that wedding we could have we could have made fun of. I mean, Steve-O was there. <laughs> In a weird suit. Yeah, he had a polka dot rainbow suit. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Brody's 30-minute speech about the Dodgers. Oh, yeah. Brody's Nothing speech. about Steven and Chelsea. It was 30 <laughs> minutes about, about himself. baseball. Yeah. I mean, there's so much about that yeah, wedding to make fun of that I don't know why that was the one. But when you're like, yeah, come do my birthday party, that was, okay, that was like I have free reign with this one. Because yeah. you said you can make fun of anything you want. Go, go in as hard as you want. Yeah. The only thing I didn't like about my birthday uh we should say what the birthday was. My uh-huh. birth, my 29th birthday party, I got a Hummer limo. It picked me and my friends up from my apartment, and we went to CC's Pizza in Corona. Now, Corona, if you don't, aren't familiar, <laughs> just kind of like middle nowhere, Southern California. It was like an hour and a half yeah. drive there. Yeah. That was the only part I didn't like about my birthday. The ride there and back with her a little too long. Oh, if that was... could be shorter, I think my party would have been perfect. It was pretty great, man. But was everyone was comfortable. The, the limo was huge. I like the fact that it took 90 minutes each way. Remember Grant Cotter, though, like 
mapping it on Google. And he's like, this is going to take two hours to get there. Like, I remember we were there and people still weren't convinced that we were going to CC's. They're like, where are we really going, Ari? And we know you're messing, messing with us. Where are you really taking us? I'm like, no, we're going to CC's. The story with CC's for me is in, I went to military school in Roswell, New Mexico for ninth and 10th grade. And they had a CC's pizza in Roswell. And it's five bucks, all you can eat pizza. And at that time, I had very, I didn't have a job. I had, I got an allowance from my parents still because I didn't have school. And I think they gave me 20 bucks a week. So I'm very small amount. I didn't have enough to do much money. So CC, I love CC's. Go there and stuff my face for five bucks. And there's no CC's really around here. And I've always wanted to go back, but just, I'm like, when am I going to go back? I need to make an event out of it. I need to force myself to do it. <laughs> so that's that's what the inspiration was for CC's. Yeah. And anytime I said, let's go to CC's, people are like, no, I don't want to go there. I'm like, that's the only day I could force people to go with me to CC's. Dude. It, it was, I mean, 29, what are you going to do for 30? My parents offered to help me pay for a 30th birthday party, mm-hmm. but I don't think I want to do one. What do you think? What, you're not going to do anything? I don't. I don't know what I would do. What I, am, I can't what, top last year. Yeah, you can. How what could a, I top CC, a Hummer Limoto CCs? I mean, we got what three months. Yeah, September. Yeah, I don't. I we just don't time. know what I'd want to do, and I think I'm going to be kind of depressed on my thirtieth. Don't be. It's it's the best, dude. Yeah, you like being in your thirties. I did. Jake Weissman told me he said when you turn thirty, it's like you've already failed already. <laughs> so everything's like <laughs> easy after that. Yeah, yeah. I've thirty is yeah thirty is like when it really sits in. Okay, I'm never gonna be a professional athlete. Yeah, I'm never gonna be an actor. That's always That's weird it. for me as a pro, as a sports fan when I'm rooting for people younger than me. I could never date another eighteen year old girl. What about nineteen? No, I think when you're thirty, she has to be twenty two and older. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I still will, but... I, I always divide your age in half and then add seven. That's the youngest you can date. So what's the... Okay, so I'm at 29 now, so... So that falls right in line with... What's the youngest I could date now? 29 <laughs> divided by two, 14 and a half. All right, you could date a 21 and a half year old. Is that right? Hmm. Yeah, and that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, I shouldn't be dating anything younger than... Now, you, now you've told me my problems. Can I tell you yours? Yeah, and then we'll go back to yours because we didn't really go over any okay, of no, keep, problems. Keep, okay. But yeah, you could tell me my problems. I would love to hear my problems. What are your problems? What are you going to tell a guy who's perfect, huh? Let's see it. Give me time. We got time. I think, uh, uh, like me, you spread yourself too thin. I don't know how you do the Airbnb and then rent cars out and all that stuff. That would drive me crazy. Oh, that takes no time at all. Really? That's not spreading myself too thin. It's really easy? That's easy and, and I make my pays my rent. That's insane. No, that I'll, I definitely wouldn't stop doing it. I mean, I might have to stop soon because it changed, the laws are changing in July. <laughs> yeah. But like I do, okay, you work, how many shifts a week do you work at the store? Two. Two. So that's 12 hours a week? Yeah. You work roughly 12 hours a week? I'd say I work on my car, Turo and Airbnb two hours a week. Damn. And you've had no problems. You've had nobody. I've had problems. 
and those you will create a couple more hours of work for sure. Yeah, yeah. Those could take up half a day, but those are few and far between. Those are not, those problems do not occur regularly. Damn. I that haven't been to my Airbnb units in months. Wow. Because I have a cleaner that goes in. You got an operation. Yeah. It's an, op- it's smooth sailing. That's insane. Because when I quit my day job, I did tell myself stand up is my focus, and it has been. Mm-hmm. So anything like even Airbnb and all that kind of shit, I just couldn't do. You definitely could. Airbnb, you could. I could. Um, I get what you're saying that I spread myself too thin in other things. I think, you know, I have this podcast. I have my stand up. I help other people with their stuff. I, you know, there's just always stuff that I feel like I'm always busy and I don't even know what I'm busy with. Yeah. Do you meditate and stuff? Answering phones at the store. Uh, no, I don't really meditate. You don't? Do you still answer phones at the store? Yeah, I have a shift tomorrow. Isn't it weird how whenever somebody says they're getting out, they never really do? Because, like, also, when I get out of the store, I'm getting out. I'm yeah. not doing this shit where, oh, I'm still available. It's just <laughs> scary to give up. Um, I don't need the money at all. Yeah. That's, you know, one shift I do every two weeks. Yeah, like, you're making buku bucks uh, off minimum B&B. wage I'm making... No, I'm not making good money anyway. I'm scraping by, but I don't need the money. Dude, you got this sweet studio here, man. You're doing great. Yeah. But the reason I do is because I get those from working at the store. I get to go up every Monday on potluck. Right. I get the cold open spots. Right. I feel like I probably am more in the development system because of it. Right. I feel like my chances of becoming a paid regular might be higher because of it. Oh, you will for sure. I don't think so. No, but a lot of door guys won't. You, you will. You say that, but you're one of the few people that says that. Most people, but I'm also, dude. I'm in the loop. I know you're in the loop, dude. I, yeah. I got. It. Um, but yeah. So I'm. I'm not. I've been too scared to quit. Same here, man. Week. Like Tuesday nights, I bartend still, and I get the I get the first fallout spot, because that's nice. And I'm not. I'm not giving that up yet because I need that. Yeah. I, I need that workout at one thirty. Yeah. Because I'm also so exhausted. It's a great spot. You know, and you're bartending five sold-out shows, so by the time you go on stage, I'm too exhausted to BS. Do I have any other problems besides spreading myself too thin? No, that's it. That's it? That's it, buddy. I'm chubby? No, you're not. Yeah, I could use more cardio in my life. Uh, That's another problem. uh, You're right next to running. You go hiking... How many days I a week do you go hike? More. I went yesterday, but I didn't go today. It's good for your mind. Do you when you hike? Do you listen to anything? I usually do. Well, like yeah. what? Music or a podcast or stand up. Okay. Or your own stand up? No. Do you listen to yourself? No, I okay, should. Okay, that's but your, I that's can't. your second issue. You yeah. need to listen to yourself. Yeah, I can't. Wait, dude, you have to. It's just it's like nails on a chalkboard listening to myself. I'm just like, I hate it. I don't want to do this. But you ed- you edit yourself. You edit this. Yeah, and I hate that too. But I don't. I usually <laughs> don't go back and listen through it. But yeah no. you don't watch this yeah i mean when you pull clips you do yeah i guess i put it on the background i guess i kind of do like editing myself on these stupid, yeah, stupid ass yelp reviews though it's helped my stand-up so much it has that's good big time you see yourself from a third third yeah, no you're right that would be a good thing for me to do oh Ari, you'll grow so fast so you know you love ck i know yeah uh there's a great ck story in the main room green room you know remember when he's doing those hours the special? Yeah. Yeah. So he oh, was. How have I never heard the story? Okay, continue. 
Oh, dude, I got a couple CK stories. Oh, tell me them both. All right. Well, okay, so between, he would do two hours a night. Between the shows. Two nights he did two hours a night. Yes. So four shows total. So after the first show, he'd be in the green room and he'd be listening to his first set before the second one. Okay. he He had just gotten off stage. And some comedian, I forgot who it was, some New York person, was in the green room and he's like, they're talking about listening to your set or whatever. And this comedian is like, oh, I don't listen to my set. And CK, just stone-faced, said, it's your job. And that was it. That was it? Yeah. It's like, it is your I want to know what comedian job. it was. I know. Yeah. It's somebody I, did, I don't remember. Somebody from New York that wasn't... I still don't remember. That's how. Okay. And then... Uh, I listened to it back in my head. Does that count? Yeah, it counts. I definitely play back the night's events. Like, oh, that joke didn't hit tonight. Oh, that joke hit. I was talking with McCullough a couple days ago, and we, we brought you up. Oh, what'd you say? Just, I, love, I, said, I love hearing about we're, myself. We're, talk, we're talking about your fight. Oh, my God. Yeah. I told you about that, right? Oh, yeah. You're, yeah. yeah. I've yeah. said it on the podcast a few times already. Yeah. Um, what was the other Louis C.K. story? And then, this is so much lamer, but I like to watch him from the uh, sound booth in the main room, mm-hmm. and I noticed that he has his phone on the on the stool, but he has it on so, like... And I, I do this every once in a while where, you know, I always put the phone in airplane mode when I go on so mm-hmm. nobody calls, texts, and right. interrupts the recording. But then he also has it set up so his display never goes off. So you just see him recording himself, and then the phone is on for an entire hour. Right. Just on the stool. That's not that crazy. That's not he that He could crazy. probably also walk past and see what time he's at, that yeah. type of thing. That's my craziest CK story. What about um, when McCall was talking about me? Was she mad about the fight? No, okay. she she was she was happy you're okay, and she's happy the guy's okay. I'm more happy the guy the guy's okay because I know she that knows who the guy is. No, no, oh. but just saying that I we, wish she wasn't okay. I I know I know the the psycho in you. That's why we're friends. I think you and I could both kill a man. Uh, in that moment, I could have. Yeah. I can't normally. I'm a pretty peaceful guy, but I, oh, I, I literally too. lost control. Yeah. I just can't believe Biddlecombe didn't tell me about it. Yeah, he was in the room. I know. Yeah. <laughs> he texted me after and he said, like, are you okay? I said, yeah, I'm just kind of bummed. Yeah. And he's like, don't be. You handled it great. He said, I'm proud of you. Good set. It was a good set. That was the craziest part of the whole yeah. thing. I wasn't doing bad. Yeah. I was doing good. What problems do you have? that I could help you with right now. Let's see. You know what really it is, dude. I want to get up as much as possible. I want to get you on feel the road. Like you don't get up enough. Yeah. But in general or just the road, do you feel like you get up enough in town? In town, a decent amount. Yes. But like I, like, dude, I got to make these stupid videos because we got to stand out somehow. Yeah, the videos are great. Yeah. Um, you inspired Tony Hinchcliffe. I did. Yeah. He wants to do them now. I'd love to see him try. Yeah. Please, he can't do them as well as I can. Oh, look at you. Dude, getting competitive. Can. Nobody can? I know what I'm good at. Oh, I can. <laughs> Please don't, Ari. I don't want to. No. And dude, I can't. But I bet you could. No. I think but Tony can't. Yeah. Um. So you feel like you're not getting up enough? That's your biggest problem? I want to get on the road more. That's my biggest problem right now is that I I find myself feeling sorry for me. And you're not on the road. And do you want to go on the road with other people or you want to go on the road on your own? With anybody. Like being able to do two hours a couple weekends ago and then doing 
you know, La Jolla after. When you get five shows a weekend, you grow so fucking fast. Well, I'll tell you the trick to going on the road with people. Yeah. There's a few tricks. Yeah. And you have most of them down. Yeah. And you have the capability of doing all of them. The ones that I use. I'm cool with everybody, but nobody's oh, that's like... step one. Being step one is being cool and being know that you're a chill hang. You know, being know that... Being able to know that you could be with you for 10 hours stuck on a car ride or an airplane or in the hotel room and that you wouldn't be like, fuck, can I get away from Lucas for a few hours? That's important Uh because there are certain people who are my friends where I know I don't I wouldn't want to be in a car ride with that person for for five hours. For sure. So that's step one. And you got that down. Step two, being funny. Obviously, you don't want to bring someone on the road with you that no one thinks is funny and that bombs and stuff that doesn't set you up for having a good set and you're funny so you got those down step three this is the one that makes it so they bring you every time they can instead of someone else Mm -hmm. is being and it's something i struggle with because you get lazy and you get comfortable and i'm sure i'm not doing enough but is being helpful and being so they go and being productive so that they go huh when when i go to lucas not only is he funny and a good hang but then I get copies of all my sets. Then I get, I work out every day. Do you work out every day no, on the road? No, but I'm saying these are like, this is what, in my mind, when some, in the, especially in the beginning when I go on the road with someone, I go, what can I do to where I'm a benefit on the road? Am I filming their sets? Am I editing, you know, making a video with them? Am I forcing them to get up and exercise? Am I... You know, something where they they look back and they go, man, like when I take Lucas on the road, I'm like a better person. Because Dude, I do all that shit, too. I film everybody's set. Right. But with two cameras. Yeah. Who's doing that, Ari? Exactly. So you do that on the road. They're going to bring you every time. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But by the time I, I get invited on the road, I'll be too big for it. Well, I'll, be my, be a, I'll be my own headliner. That'd be a great problem to have. That'd be a great problem. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people, um, Theo was telling me no one really took him on the road. Yeah. He said, I noticed that too. He said that he never really opened for anyone coming up. He just kind of. Jeselnik told me that headline. too. He, 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 he said, you know, the only thing I ask in an opener is that they're not like me. Yeah. And I'm probably too much like him. You're both straight white guys with low energy. Yeah. We're we're very similar. Similar. Which is probably why you get along. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That's why we're friends. Um Yeah, I don't know, man. It'll if So so that's my biggest complaint right now. Like that's what's on my mind. That's the most. a career complaint. What about your life? My life? My life is pretty good. I'm working out less. I live right next door to the YMCA, so it's hard not to go. Mm-hmm. Every day. But like I was just so exhausted for so long and like when I was working, I, I was a video game producer for eight years. It was a great title, good job, worked really hard. Do you you you, move, you met my boss? I don't know if you remember this. I met him once or twice. It I was think. Gerard's taping. I don't remember meeting him, but I remember that I met him. Okay. I don't remember what he looks like. Yeah. Why did I leave a bad impression or something? No, you left a great impression. I did. Yeah. What did I talk to him about? Just I don't know, probably production shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like he he's the one that taught me how to use cameras, how to mm-hmm. how to make stuff. And solve my own problems. And I'm still really close to him. I was just at his place a couple of days ago. Um, but when I quit that, it's like you have this void. Right. 
I have to fill that time. And I have, I have to, to fill, fill. I'm missing that money. Yeah. And you, and you only have so much energy to give. And stand-up takes a lot of it. So if I'm over-exercising, if I'm not taking care of myself... That's why I used to talk to Brody about a lot, too. Like, Brody, you working out? No. I need... And, you know, like, it's... it's uh, For a guy who talked about energy so much, too. Like, it's important. Apple cider vinegar. Do you remember being... Spending that Sunday with him. We're like... You know, we get to hang out with Brody. Remember this? We're at the beach. You know, me, you, Abby. Day after Randolph's wedding. We're yeah, like, we t- we took a ride in the Mustang from... Was it from Abby's wedding? It was from... Or, or, I mean, uh, yeah, Randolph's Stevens, wedding? Yeah. We took from to Piz... Was it Pismo Beach? Is that right? I don't remember what beach we drove to. But we took Mustang convertible. You, me, Abby, and Brody. Yep. We went to the beach. We walked around. We got cinnamon rolls. Yep. The best ones I've ever had. We took a photo. Candy apples. Yeah, candy apples. And we just talked about comedy and life and, yeah, and politics. We're, and we're like, we can't believe we get to hang out with Brody. And then by the end of the day, we're like, hey, I get why people don't hang out with Brody. <laughs> we were like, yeah, we said, we said, oh, I could see why not everyone would want that day we just had. But we still did. <laughs> yeah. And then we went to Chili's on we the way We went to home. Chili's on the way back. We w- It was like a, what, five-hour drive? Mm-hmm. About four hours away from L.A. We're like, oh, there's a Chili's in, what was it, Torrance? I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember, remember, but we went. But we knew three and a half hours before we went there. Where were you getting dinner? Chili's, baby. Damn right. You got to have more issues that you want to talk about. What else is there? I mean, I'm so used to like, no, dude, I'm I'm a pretty chill dude. I really don't. If I have issues... What about girls? You're single. I've never seen you with a girlfriend. You've never seen me with a girlfriend? Have you ever had a girlfriend since you've lived in LA? Yeah. A full-on relationship? Yeah, I don't bring them to the store because I'm not an idiot. Not a girl you're dating that you want to date Okay. What was you that? A, have you been in a relationship with a girl? This is my girlfriend. I love yeah. her. You have? Yeah. I've just never met them. Oh, really? You're just keeping secret? I mean, this... When was your last girlfriend? My last serious girlfriend? Yeah. Your last girlfriend that last you would call a girlfriend. girlfriend was about five years ago. Okay, so why haven't you had a girlfriend in five years? Because I'm so focused on this shit. Comedy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, anything that gets in the way, I don't fuck with. Yeah. Yeah. My last, my last girlfriend, uh, her, co- her cousin was, uh, you know, she's like, whenever I'd see her, she'd be like, you got to meet my friend Luke. He's a comedian in New York. You got to meet my friend Luke. You know, whenever somebody says you got to meet my friend who's a comedian, you're like, I'm gonna fucking meet that person. <laughs> yeah, you know, I hope I never. Oh, see yeah. That yeah anytime person. someone, do you know this person? Yeah, no, I hope I don't. I don't care. Yeah. yeah, and I hope I never meet him. She's like, and she'd always say that. She's like, you got to meet my friend Luke. You got to meet my friend Luke. And then, uh, and then she showed me his Instagram, which I didn't know what Instagram was until then. It's the first person to ever showed me Instagram. She's like, so this was five years ago. You said this. Uh, this was more like six years ago. Okay. Yeah, we we stopped dating about five years ago. It's about six years ago. Okay. We and uh, she'd be like, and I'm still really close with everybody, including the cousin. But she'd be like, uh, you know, he puts his middle finger in every Instagram picture. <laughs> Luke Schwartz. Yeah, and I'm like, who's this fucking douchebag? I I really hope I never meet him now. And then about a year later, I was working the front bar at the store, and this guy just kept asking for water on a Monday, like an annoying open micer, and just with a shitty attitude. And I'd be like, fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. 
And then I was filming a Kill Tony episode in the early days. And I saw Luke Schwartz be brought to the stage. And I put the name to the face. Yeah, it all came together. It all came together. I'm like, oh, that's the fucking open mic who's asking me for waters at the front is Hillary's friend from growing up. Yeah. Now I have to be nice to him and look out for him. And then afterwards, and then, like, and then I did. And now he's on Comedy Central. Is it? it yeah. He did the Bill Burr thing. Oh, hasn't right? it? Yeah, it hasn't aired yet. Has no, it? it hasn't aired yet. Okay. But now he's going to be on Comedy Central. See? Look at that. So be nice to everybody, even even, even, the, the, even the comedians you don't want to meet. <laughs> Good. Yeah, that was my last serious. You are nice to everyone. I am nice to everybody. Yeah. You're nice to everybody. Am I? Yeah, but I think you and I probably have the same enemies. Yeah, I'm nice to everyone except my enemies. Yeah. But I'm nice to anyone who's not my enemy. Yeah, but but we're also quiet assassins. Yeah, even my enemies, I'm not mean to them. I just don't. Yeah, I just don't give them the time of day. Yeah. I also think I wasted too much time early on helping people that, you know, I could have, like, sp- I, I could have spent that time selfishly. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was there's a big always, problem. There's always some of that. Anytime someone asks you for help with something, you go, do I want to help but, them with this? Yeah, and you, you especially have to deal with it. Because I get when asked you, a when, lot. Yeah, when you do this shit, when you make things, people think you learn that skill so you can make it, you know, make their show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't make this podcast do to help other podcasts. Yeah. I did it for my podcast. Yeah, goddamn Yeah, right. that's something I struggle with is I uh, get... I get asked a lot for things and I don't want to say no to people, yeah. but I'm kind of forced in that position where I have to say no to comedians. Sometimes. Are you at the point where you still say no? Of course. Okay. I have to say no. Yeah. Because um, if like, like you said, if, if you say yes to everything, then I don't have time enough for myself. Right. So someone will think, you know, some will be my friend. They'll be like, ROR is my friend. I could just have him produce my podcast. They'll, I'm sure that thought goes in their head. And then they ask me and I go, no, I'm not going to produce your podcast. I don't have time for that. And then, I, you know, hopefully they understand, but I'm sure there's some people who go, oh, Ari's a dick. I thought we were friends, but he doesn't help me. <laughs> that for sure exists. <laughs> Who, like, yeah, let's name names. <laughs> their name. Let's name some I don't want to name names, but there's for sure people out there that that have that thought. Ari's my friend, and they ask me for something, and I say no, and they go, Ari's a dick. Fuck him. Yeah, fuck those friends. I guess. It's even worse when you have a close friend that has a terrible idea, and you have to come up with an excuse not to help him. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, I got to work tomorrow. That's the good thing about having a day job for so long is that you can tell people you have to work tomorrow, even if you haven't worked in two years. Mm-hmm. And they just be like, oh, okay. Okay, so here I figured out the issue that you need to work on. Yep. Your whole life yep. is comedy. Okay. I need something else? Yeah, you need something else. Like, what then, do you recommend? Because then if your whole life is comedy, yeah. you're only as happy as your last set. God damn, dude. I Dude, I went to psychiatrists from the ages of... They can't relate to this. I know. This is the best give, advice I ever get. Can't give given. you this advice, but... I, you know, sometimes this happens to me too, but if your whole life is stand up comedy, then it's all you know how to talk about. It's all you think about. If you have a bad set, you're not happy till the next one. If you, whatever. 
All you're thinking about is I need to go on the road more. Fuck the road. You don't need the road more. You got everything you need right here. God damn it, man, dude. Yeah. I, I had sworn off therapy until this podcast. You just need to, you know, make a kid's book. Make a... You okay. got hobbies? Um, what is this? Bears don't like candy? Bears don't like candy. Is there a sequel coming out to this? Yeah, polar bears don't like candy either. Uh, coming it, out. I don't know. I can't get... I don't have a date yet of when it's coming. And then grizzly bears also don't like candy afterwards? No, because I, mean, I think Mandy's probably a grizzly bear in this book. I don't know. More like a brown bear to me. Yeah, it's like a brown bear or a grizzly bear. Okay. So write a book, you're saying? I'm saying do something else that keeps that when you're having a bat where you're like, fuck, I'm not getting up enough. Yeah. Or my set's not good. I'm not writing enough where you could do something else and be like, it's okay. I'm going to work on this for right now and it's going to be fun. Okay. I really, I need to travel the world too. Traveling's fun. Yeah. It I grew be. up in Iowa and that's all I knew. I was the first person in my family to leave. Where would you want to go? If I give you a free vacation somewhere and no comedy, just a free vacation. Free vacation anywhere? Yeah. Probably Germany. Germany? That yeah. would be your number one spot and you've never been? No, it's my homeland. Yeah, you should go. I should. I go will to go. Germany. Go to, uh, what's that beer festival they do? What's it called? Oh, Oktoberfest? Go to Oktoberfest Dude, you just told me I had a substance abuse problem, and now you're telling me to go to Oktoberfest perfect, and drink for a Perfect for, for someone with a substance. What? Don't go for a month. Yeah, take a 32-ounce pitcher of beer. and A month is too long of vacation. Anytime I hear something I'm leaving for a month, I'm like, yeah, lucky you, but that's too long. I say two weeks. Yeah, two weeks for, is the perfect length. Yeah, go for two weeks. I will, dude. I've been saving money for years. Go to I Germany just, for two weeks, dude. The girls are pretty there. Yeah. They're nice. Um, a lot of people speak English. But, you know, I speak in Deutsch. You speak German? Perfect. A little bit. Yeah, go to Germany. Yeah, buddy. You can afford to do, do you want to go? Trip. I want to go. Do you want to do a comedy trip? Because I, I don't think... I just said you do something not comedy. I know. I mean, that's my favorite thing about... Go Ger- to Germany and don't do comedy. <laughs> or if you do, do it one night and that's it. I also don't think German... Like, I can't think of one German comedian. Can you? No, because they speak... They're not funny. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably... Uh, there's probably like a show you could do for expats or something. Oh, okay. In uh, what's the biggest city in Germany? And yeah, probably Berlin or yeah, in Berlin. Yeah, I think there's a show for expats in Berlin. Berlin has a really cool Nike store. How do you know this? Uh, I remember reading an article that Berlin location in Germany makes merino wool uh, Nike jackets, I believe. Okay. Or was it Adidas? Now I can't remember. Okay. Might have been Adidas. Do you want to go? We 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 should take. So if I went there, I'd want to go to the Adidas okay. store. All right, we'll plan something for the next couple of years. We'll see. I don't think we're going to go to Germany together. You don't think? Why not? I don't know. I just don't see it happening. But I'll do it. I know you will, and you know I'll do it. All right. You and I both, though, we're the kind of guys that will do something in a, in an instant. Yeah. You text me all the time, want to go to Tijuana right now. <laughs> and every time, I, I, I know I, I pussy out, but I do want to, dude, one of these days I will say yes. All right. It's we'll just the last couple times I haven't had my birth certificate on me. Oh, and you don't have a passport? I need to get a passport. Oh, you got to do that just regardless. Yeah, just for yourself. Not related if I get to, called to Canada. You. Okay, I'm going to play a couple of voicemails. Okay. And we're going to give these people some... Some advice? Some advice. So this... Do is, I know these people? No. 
I don't know them either. So this first caller is from Leah Globe. Let's see if this works. Leah Globe sounds made up. Tonight. What was that? It sounds made up. Leah Globe? Leah Globerman, sorry. Oh, okay. Leah Globerman. So Definitely I've got my best friend's wedding tonight, and I'm not a bridesmaid, which is... Whatever, I mean, that's not the point. <laughs> anyway, I've got this green dress and this red dress, and I just can't figure out which one to wear. I mean, it's a spring wedding, so the green is definitely more seasonal. But with my olive skin tone and brown hair, I look fabulous in red. All my friends are going to be wearing navy blue, but I'm not then gonna, again, we're all not my friends are bridesmaids, and I'm not, so... <laughs> I'm going to skip to the next It time. sounds like she's mad she's not a bridesmaid. Well, that, but she's asking us what dress to wear. Like, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. We're skipping this call. Um, next caller is... Uh, Who are these people? Never call back. Uh, next caller is Sylvia Dyson. These only women. I have a problem. My son, who is 37 years old, still lives at home. He does work sporadically, but not enough to support himself. He needs to be able to put a roof over his head, food in his mouth, and take care of his own needs and desires. I need help. I know I've been part of the problem, um, but I don't know what to do from here. And she's calling you. <laughs> that That's the first issue. Play one more at the beginning. I, I have How old a problem. Was My 37. son is 37 years old. 37-year-old son. Okay, so this is a pretty common problem. To have a kid that maybe you babied a little too much seems to be the issue. Would you agree? I agree completely. You know, you 37, no no one really envisions their 37-year-old kid still living with them. True. Why, my bigger issue is what the fuck's going on in the background of that phone call? Yeah, it sounds like she was calling maybe on Skype with a built-in webcam that had bad audio, something like that. I'm not sure. Yeah, she's calling you about her problems on Skype. <laughs> this woman can't be saved. Yeah, bad recording quality, Sylvia. But thirty-seven years old, lives at home. You know, some people. Uh, my mom wishes I'd lived at home, probably. Yeah, but you know why they wish that? Because they know you won't actually do it. That's true. Yeah, like my parents would let me come live at home because they know that I don't want to do that. Yeah. Thirty-seven years old. I mean, it's really simple. There's really only one thing to do. If you have a 37-year-old kid living at home and you don't want them there, you say, hey, six months from now, you need to be out. Whatever it is. You say, I don't I don't know what to tell you. You got to get a job, figure it out, because six months from now, I'm kicking you out of the house. And then you have to actually do it. If they fight it, you have to actually do it. It's hard. No one wants to see their kid on the streets. But you have to. And maybe, maybe, there's a, maybe they still won't have enough. And they're going to have to go stay at a friend's place or another family member's. That's fine. But they need to be... You have to say to your son, in six months from today, you are no longer allowed to live here. You Damn. have to be out on your own. Six months. I give him three. He's 37. There, whatever. Three, yeah. Do, thir- do three. Three months from now, you have to have your own place. Studio, a motel, whatever it is. A tent on the side of the road. I don't care. You're 37 years old. Enough is enough. You need to go live out on your own. Tough love. What do you think? I mean, it, it, this whole situation is very sad. It's not that sad. Um, honestly, I think the woman with the, the wedding dress problem is uh, is more salvageable than 
<laughs> That's not a real problem. This is a real problem. She's I mean, he's 37. He, he, he's 37. He's not changing. You're 37. You are who you are. I disagree. I know. How old are you? 31? What's that? You're 31? How old are you? 33. So you're saying four. four years from now, you're set in your ways? You won't change at all? Um, no, I'm kidding. He's uh, He can change. He does need tough love. So... I wouldn't even give him six months. I kick him out in three. I'd three give months. Him, yeah, yeah I, w- I agree with that. Like you really got to shape him in the gear. You give him six months. That's too much time. He's going to get complacent. He's going to realize it's just it's a it's a threat without. And if you're feeling bad about it, you're feeling like a bad mom. This just remember, this is more for him than it is for you. Like, do you want a place yourself? Yeah, probably. That way, you could pick up better guys. You know, come home and you don't have your kid around. But he needs his own place. I mean, judging by this woman's voice, I don't think her son is, is cock-blocking her. He might be. What if she brings over a man and her son says, <laughs> hey, what are you doing with my mama? Yeah. I did a black voice because she sounded black. I didn't think she sounded black at all. You, you don't did? think Sylvia sounded black? No. I already deleted it, but she definitely was black. Is that racist? It's not at all. It probably is. I'm. I'm. I apologize. She. I think she was black. Oh, I thought. I thought she sounded very white. She sounded black, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, exactly. Yeah, you could be black in in today's world. See, but I don't think a black woman you could would, be black uh, in my I world. I don't think a black woman would let a 37 year old son live with her ass. Sylvia did. I know Sylvia. It's not too late. He can change, but you have to. You have to be the instigator of it you have to start yeah he's too comfortable you probably make him food too don't you sylvia definitely stop that stop making him macaroni and cheese he doesn't need it i bet you he has a gut too oh for sure he's fat she said he works sporadically but you know quit cutting the crust off his sandwiches and shit and if you don't have the guts to kick him out then at least say if you're gonna live here you have to pay rent and work a full-time job damn right you charge him rent Make him make him get out on his own. Make it so that he's paying as much to live there than it would be to get his own place. If a studio apartment in your area is a thousand bucks a month, you charge him a thousand dollars a month rent. Yeah, be his landlord. There it is. Tough love, Sylvia. We're gonna play one more call. This is from uh, Christopher Blake Parker. Hi, so my name's Christoph Parker, and oh, sorry, uh, Christoph my fiance Blake and I, we just broke up, but we've been together for about 10 years and share a place and a car, and I'm about to spend the next couple months on the road working, uh, and I'm just trying to get some advice, some direction on kind of what I should be doing and how I should be treating myself and um, just kind of coming up with some sort of a plan. Yeah, thank you. I don't really understand what he's asking. Do you? I don't either. Wait, I think he, hi, so I my think name is Christoph Parker, advice. and uh, my fiance and I we just broke up. But we've been together for about ten years and oh, share a place and a car. Thing. And I'm about to spend the next couple months on the road working, uh, and I'm just trying to get some advice, some direction Got on it. kind of now what I, I should be doing and how I should be treating myself, and um, just kind of coming up with some sort of a plan. Yeah, thank you. So that's tough, man. I'm sorry for breakup, uh, your breakup. I know uh, heartbreak is the worst feeling in the world. And I've said this before. It's worse than cancer. And it's worse than just about anything. I mean, you said it on stage. Yeah. And I mean it. Yeah. 
I think heartbreak is the worst feeling in the world. One of the worst things that could happen. It is, but but it, uh, Christoph, right? Christoph, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't last forever. That's what that's, gets me through it every time. That's true. That's what makes it better than cancer is, it you'll you'll live through it. Time heals all wounds. Yeah. Time he- well, not all wounds, but it heals this one. Yeah, dude. I say to Christoph, sow your wild oats. Well, and he said he's about to go on the road for work. Yeah. This is the perfect time for that. Yeah. You just got out of a relationship. It's way worse going on the road for work when you have that fiance that you're with. But you don't. You're a free man. So go on the road. Meet people. It's always easier. I don't know why, but it's easier to meet girls and people when you're in a new place. I don't know why. But when I'm in L.A., I'm not meeting anyone new. You have your friends. You have your patterns. When you're on the road, you're, you're more explorative. You're more exciting to other people. Dude, that's why I want to go on the road, Ari. Okay, me and Kristoff need to switch lives. Maybe we just got to come to L.A. and pretend like we're here visiting. That's the strategy. Yeah. I've talked to many comedians, and I've told you this, that switch between the coasts or go to, you know, they live in New York for a bit, L.A., and like, yeah, I just say I'm visiting, so I get more spots. Yeah, so but that, don't, you don't want to lie. That's shady as shit. You never want to lie, not just because it makes you a bad person, but it's just like you f- you feel it. Christoph down on sounded you. way too sad for his situation. No, I mean, he's going through heartbreak. I know, but like... But yeah, Christoph, look at it this way. It wasn't meant to be. There's plenty of other girls out there. You have a job. You're traveling on the road. This is your chance to go find yourself. And also, who knows, maybe, you know, him and the fiance get back together. They were doubt together it. for 10 years. I doubt I it. I doubt it, but yeah, I hope, a cha- I hope not. And sometimes with heartbreak, you just have to hold on to that hope and then hold on to it so long that you don't even want him back anymore. That yeah. made no sense. But uh, The last girl to break up with you, would you take her back right now if she begged for you back? She has. No. Oh, she. Has. I'm a comedian, man. That's why I told him too. I t- Comedians I've, can I, still have girlfriends. Yeah, but not. I tell girls that I'd be like, I'm a comedian. I don't. That just makes you a gay comedian. There are probably women that think I'm gay for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. I tell a lot of people I'm gay. You do? Yeah, I say it on my Facebook page. Yeah, and if sometimes if a girl, um, after a show, messages me and says, "Hey, I thought you were really cute. If you'd want to go out." I'll say, oh, thank you so much. That's so nice of you. I'm actually gay. Do you say you have a boyfriend or do you say? No, I just say I'm gay. Okay. Or I'll say I'm seeing someone. That's what I'll say. Someone else. I'm actually talking to someone right now. But I think being gay is easier. Yeah, because then they go, oh, okay. They just block you out. If you're seeing, if you say I'm seeing someone, they might be aggressive and be like, okay, well, if you want some fun while you're here, yeah, here you go. Or yeah, let me know. Or they'll still they'll reach out in a few months. Hey, are you still? seeing someone but if you're gay then they're just yeah, your fan they, for they life they text you back in three months you still gay <laughs> <laughs> that's funny i wonder if uh i'm sure there's guys that have done that to lesbian girls oh yeah yeah just checking in seeing if you're still yeah poor lesbians like, they aren't they aren't as taken taken as seriously as gay men you don't think no maybe because they're less loud about it they're less flashy yeah yeah I think they're taking it seriously. They're just we just don't hear about it as much because they're more subtle. True. They're chiller. That's true. But yeah, Christoph, enjoy this time, man. You're going on the road for for work and you're single and you're heartbroken. 
That's a formula for some great bad decisions. Yeah, I'd he sounded say, young too. Yeah, go on the road and go to a bar. Get maybe force yourself to get really like blackout drunk, at least yeah. once. Force just make yourself get blackout drunk. Be irresponsible a little bit because you sound like a responsible guy. Do that. Uh, what else can I say? Go get some good food on the road. Start exercising. Go on a hike. Maybe like think of something you could do while you're on the road that would be a positive hobby for you. Maybe you want to go hiking in every city you go to. Maybe go rock climbing. Maybe running. Do you get fatter after breakups? Yeah. You do? Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. But I, my one of my only pleasures in my life is good food. Yeah. So when I'm sad, I'll go get a pizza. Is that your go-to? Like, where from? Domino's. The trash. You like the trash yeah, pizza? Yeah, garbage. Damn right. I'll go to In-N-Out. CeCe's? CeCe's. Yeah, that's how I get through my feelings, which is bad. And I know it while I'm doing it. I'm like, this is not going to make me feel better. But that's what I do. But today, I'm going to go on a hike. You are? Yeah, I'm going to do it today after this podcast. Good man. Good man. You want to do it? Um, me? I mean, I'm wearing this. I don't know if I can. Yeah, I guess you can't. You could borrow shoes. No, you can't borrow shoes. Your feet are too big. You got size 13? No. You could wear those shoes with shorts, man. How great if you had different sizes. Why do you have Dodgers shoes? Because uh, I don't like the Dodgers. No, I love the I love the blue. And then these are the only additions of these vans that they made. I'm actually a Mets fan, but they don't have Mets shoes. And I'm in L.A. too. So, like, Dodgers and Lakers and Clippers gear. Like, I'm kind of a fan. I'm a bigger Got sports it. fan than I am Dodgers fan, but... Uh, I think I, that I like the, the Mets blue. could have had a really good chance this year if they increased their offense, defense, and coaching. Bullshit. I really do. Dude, if they increased those three things, they would have had a good chance. Yeah, they're still in it, man. They're like 500. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not in it. Anything you want to plug? Anything I want to plug? Uh, Your Yelp review? Yeah, Yelp review coming out sometime next week. What's that one going to be on? Uh, RuPaul's DragCon. And you went to this event? I have to go to all of them. But you already went? To the drag I already con? went, yeah. You went to RuPaul's DragCon? Yeah. Were you, did that make you uncomfortable, or you were fine the whole time? Oh, dude, I loved every second of it. You loved it. It's did you hook up with anyone, <laughs> dude? Um, I wanted to, but uh, yeah, the old excuse that I'm a guy. They didn't like. Every, they they yeah. didn't like it. No, no. I'm saying, uh, I don't think there were any women there. Really, I'm looking over the video right now, and I'm trying to find like, was there a legit? Real life woman. Hardly any. Born a woman, woman. No. Cisgendered woman. Yeah. And there weren't. No. Yeah, I mean, it might be scary to go there. It, dude, a it was a blast. Woman. We, sh- we should go. Well, do you want to go next year? Where, where Tickets is it? Tickets aren't expensive. It's at the convention center. Oh, in Los Angeles? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll go. If okay. it's local. Yeah, and they've already announced when it is. It's like the first week of May. I'd so, love to go. So don't book any travel. Yeah. That's where I'm going to meet my wife. Yeah. Now... Are you credentialed at all? As a therapist? Yeah. Unlicensed, baby. I was going to say, this is the best therapy. I've I get mixed reviews. I think most people uh, don't like my therapy when they've been to real therapy because I never, I don't really know how. Well, you know what scared me about that. the first show is the fact that you called like the person's ex. I knew that if I went on the show two years ago that you'd like, call my ex-girlfriend and we'd talk on air. And it'd be awkward. That was always a fear of mine. Yeah, there were some early episodes where I might have caused a divorce or two. I was working out the kinks of it. 
But now that I got in a rhythm, I'm very helpful and can fix anyone's problems. <laughs> I get better each time. Yeah, or worse, I don't that's know. That's why we do this. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll see you at the comedy store tonight. Check Ye- out Lucas Roll at the comedy store every week. Check out his Yelp reviews. Oh, more shit I want to plug? Uh, let me think for a second. I'm going to be... Dude, I think I'm going to be close to Everett, Washington. It's going to be like the third week of August. I'm doing a run through Washington. Going to... Uh, I'm trying to book shows in Roswell, too. Because like I told you, I'm going to be there for a couple days. Right. All right. So, to my few listeners from... I have some in Seattle. You do? Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, in Seattle. Check you out. Yes. Third week of Lucas August. Third week I have August. a website now, lucasroll.com. Yeah, get tickets. Uh, he's very funny. He's funnier than me. And message me. I'll always put you on the list. And then if you're in Roswell, I guess maybe you'll be doing shows there. I'm trying to. If, I'm only going to be there if for... If not, you're going to be at the UFO convention. I'm going to be at so the UFO convention hi. July 5th and 6th, and then I'm doing a week in New York and Boston. I'm going to go stay with my mom who lives in Connecticut. going to do a couple shows in New York. Not trying to do anything crazy, though, because like Ari told me today, comedy can take a back seat. Every once in a while. Just For, doesn't need to be your all that there is. But it really is my favorite thing in the world. It's awesome. It's all I live for. It's fun. It's a fun thing to Look, do. And I suffered through bad depression as a kid. Comedy is the only thing that got me through it. Comedy was my therapy. Depression is my therapy. It is? I don't know. Have you ever taken the, the, the uh, SSRIs or any antidepressants? Uh, in college, when I went through my first heartbreak, mm-hmm. I was so sad that I just needed, I reached out and I said, Hey, can I get antidepressants? I can't live like this every day. Mm-hmm. And I took them for like a week or two. And then I said, I don't want these, and I but stopped. they they take like a few weeks to even work. Yeah. So I just canceled them. So you have taken them. Yeah. No, here's what happened. I remember I was taking this antidepressants and then I went to masturbate. Yeah. And you couldn't. And I couldn't. It's a big problem. So that was like a scary moment, kind of. So I stopped taking them partly because of that. That was a big part of it. Yeah, that is a big fear. I wish people would have told me that before I took them. Yeah, so now I take uh, Tylenol when I get headaches. And that's about it. Yeah, same here, dude. It's really weird being, being in college and not being able to get it up. Yeah, exactly. Green tea I drink. Okay. Mix lemon with it. it makes a synergistic combo. See you guys next week. Dude, thank you, Ari. Thank you. I feel fixed. You're fixed now. <laughs>